0: Hey there, welcome back to Heaven's World. It is business with black women. Bi- black women in business, Hello, okay, with my way. girl. Summer from Save the Hood First. Okay, and now Summer, let me ask you, Save the Hood First, Yes. what inspired Save the Hood First? It's so funny because I get asked that question so much and like I'm never really sure about like
1: how to save it. You don't but... need a perfect answer ever. Okay, so. I've always been a humanitarian. I'm always the person who wants to give back, like in any kind of way, shape or form. And literally it started with my 19th birthday. I decided we're gonna go ahead and do blessing bags for our houseless neighbors. And I raised money for my birthday and donated to um, our houseless neighbors in my community. I grew up on the east side. So I'm telling you, I was all up down Broadway, Vermont, Florence. I was out there serving hot um, breakfast, little hygiene packs, and anything like over the counter medicine. And I was—that was the start of it. And after that, I was like, "Oh, we gotta go bigger." So, and you created the name Save the World? Yes. So, because I was like, everyone's always talking about like, "Oh, save the world!" Oh, we can do so much for everybody. I said, "Let's start with the foundation. Let's start with our community." And really, that's what the first it is. It's like starting off with saving your
0: neighborhood. So say right. first. And what it looks like, what, what it looks like me, right? Exactly. That part. Yes. I love that. Thank you. I
1: love that.
0: Everything about community building is amazing because it just lets you know how big your heart is. Yes. And how patient you are with other people. Yes. Cause I, let me tell you, I haven't been cussed out. I have been told
1: off saying, I don't need this shit. And I'm like, but baby. When the last time you ate, we didn't held prayer circles for people. And I swear, like mm-hmm. some of the things that has happened, like when I'm out here actually giving back has been so like heart wrenching. Like I'm like, damn, like, cause I mean, we all know people are struggling. We see our houses yes. every day. Yes. But sometimes when you sit back and hear these stories, it makes, it puts it into perspective. Like we're really all one paycheck away from being on the streets. We
0: are all one decision.
1: Hello. Away yeah so that mm-hmm. just made me want to go harder and then also like working a part of like nonprofits and organizations and seeing what populations are being catered to mm-hmm. people are always so scared of like donating to like people of color and i'm going to say people of color because people of color in black aren't not interchangeable however just anyone who is black than damn in a paper bag yeah let's just be real paper yes. baggers aren't very like They're just nervous. They feel like they don't know where their reactions are going to be or they feel like they're going to spend it on drugs. But it's like, who are you to say where they can spend their money from? And why? Mm
0: -hmm. Because of their decisions. Why does that deny them of the necessities? Exactly. Because see, the thing is, you are not blessed in this life just because you're alive. Your blessings are measured by who you bless.
1: Amen. And the intentions
0: by why you bless people like, I've had someone tell me before, like, did you just give that, I don't like to call them the B word, the B but I say transient, so did you give that transient $20? I'm like, yeah, they're gonna buy crack. Like, I don't know what they're about to do with that $20, but I do know that I have $60 and I can give them 20 because I have 40 now and my 40 can stretch versus their 20 where they can, if they do go spend it on drugs, they go spend it on drugs. I didn't get them the money to change their life. I gave them the money because I know that's what you need to do with something else. Hey, and if it man. stops you from going in the store and stealing, yeah. okay, then here's $20. But what is it to the 20 versus the lifetime and the choices and decisions that could vary so much be you? Hello, and I always tell people like I just have this
1: conversation all the time. Like people we are so worried about what they spend their money on. I'm so okay, but you work the job to earn your money. I don't tell you that you should not go to the strip club when you know you're when you can't even pay your light bill this month, and you're at the strip club paying somebody me, else's light bill. Let's be real. So the fact that I'm giving someone and they decide to go buy drugs, okay, but it's not as easy for them to get clean because you know withdrawal and stuff. Let's talk yes. about eating a meal. Yes. So if being high for the night
0: keeps them from killing someone or not dying because mm-hmm. let's be real, mm-hmm. the effects of withdrawal are hard. Look, the saddest thing is the crackheads is out living these young niggas that's doing lean and tens.
1: Right. So, you know, if I have it to yes.
0: give, I'm going to get it. The the crazy thing is I tell people, too, that when you need help in this life, whether you're creating a business, building a business, investing in a business, right, you have to remember that um, whatever you do to grow anything, right, Mm -hmm. it's the seed that you plant. So if you plant a seed of dishonesty, doubt, fear, judgment, then it's so likely that you will have a garden of dead flowers Mm. over a garden of living flowers because you are actually choosing Right? Right. To, to live in a state of judgment. Like that's why a lot of people's businesses don't grow because they either have terrible customer. Oh, let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about black people in business with customer service.
1: right. I can say, and this is just taking all accountability, my customer service was not the greatest when I first started off. And it wasn't necessarily me being rude or nasty to customers, Mm -hmm. but timeliness. I I don't think I understood what went on into running a business. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that could be the case for so many people. Um, They're just not, like they're not aware what it takes. But I would get orders. But because I've worked in mental health for as long as I've been running my business, mm-hmm. my job is straining y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. Working nine
1: to five and then trying to have your five to the wherever for the rest of the day with your own business, it takes a lot. So yes. I would often forget orders. I wouldn't ship orders on time, people mm-hmm. wait two weeks, and then you know it sucks because I'm like damn these people are spending their hard earned money with me. Right. And I'm doing this and that. But right. That's why I feel like, you know, just taking that accountability and taking that time to grow and learn and understand. I'm like, well, shoot, you expect your stuff to come overnight, Fashion Nova or Nike or blah, blah. So I had to be honest with my customers and let them know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a on my show. But now I have a policy of I ship out only on Saturdays. There so you no, know, if you order something, it's not going to be shipped out to Saturday. Right. Now I have set days until I gain the bandwidth and like the ability to be able to order placed, it's gonna be yeah. the same day. Yeah. For now, we have a clear plan, so that way there's
0: no misunderstanding with me and my customers. Absolutely, and I think customer service is important. I tell people, if you've never worked a nine to five, you will have, you will have terrible customer service. You need a job to understand how to work with other people. Yeah. That's the whole reason behind having a job. It's not just about the money and things, because you know, a lot of people, when they think of entrepreneurship, they're like, oh, okay, you gotta hit the ground running. You know what I mean? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta push, 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 push. but in order for you to push, you need to know how to push it, what an audience looks like. You right. you know what I'm saying? Like oh, uh, nine nine to five is important for people who do not know how to work with other people. Right. Because you need that just a little bit. And I will tell people this, even though this is not a company I would recommend as far as beverage drinking and food, drink, eating. But um, if you are struggling with customer service, work at Starbucks, you will learn every the ins and outs of people being a barista for three years really upped my customer service skills i mean i have 16 years of work experience but in those those three years that i worked at starbucks it upped my customer service skills it upped my punctuation it upped my vocabulary too like it upped the energy of knowing how to be a chameleon right Right. knowing how to be many things at one time you have you would think that coffee right as Mm -hmm. as great as coffee is that you would get a certain like a uh, type of person, but no, you get every type of person. The five a.m. four a, no the four a.m. coffee drinkers are the worst. Oh, I bet because I'm one of them. Give me what the fuck I asked for. They get up and in there, and I was an opener, right? Mm-hmm. So I started at five a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay so we no no i started at 4 a.m but we open at 5. Mm-hmm. so getting the store together and everything being an opener and just seeing the ins and outs from starting at the night to now working in the morning at that point i will say that um those 5 a.m knocks on the door like i need the coffee it's like yeah damn they get their coffee and then you see them maybe five hours later and they come back in at one for a refill and they're the happiest people ever. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. I just saw you right when I was a bitch. I'm sorry. Oh, can, I, can I
1: ask you a question? So, like, I know you just gave some great examples on, you know, a nine-to-five. But, like, what are some ways that a nine-to-five, like, prepared you with this podcast?
0: Um. Okay, so I created my podcast when I was a barista. Mm. Talking to every type of person let me know that. Because, just you know, so many people would tell me, Oh my God, like what do you like what do you do outside of work? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I just work in Starbucks. And I'm I go to school for business. <laughs> like I'm in business school right now and I work at Starbucks. And they're like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, you have so much to tell people, right? Like you need to work a job where or you need to be doing something where your voice is heard. And I've always been told about motivational speaking because I grew up in the foster system per se, right? Mm-hmm. My grandmother adopted my sisters and I because my mom was inadequate. And so because of that, I grew up being a ward of the court, which is still a foster child, technically. Mm-hmm. So I've seen all types of people, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I've seen all types, all types of people. So I had one caseworker who used to always tell me, like, you know, you have so much potential to be this and this and this. I never saw it when she said it, right? I was right. like, he took my Like, potential, girl, you just you gaslighted me. I mean, right. But <laughs> she never was. She was being her complete honest self. And so She told me one day, like, you know, you need to either get back into speaking to like the kids, like go to schools, do like a motivational speaking thing. Your voice needs to be heard. And so every time somebody told me my voice needed to be heard, I was like, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I said, heaven's world will be the best because then I can talk about anything right I didn't want to create a podcast based on one topic when I know I'm versatile in the way I speak so that's why I was like "Mm, no but I started the podcast at Starbucks and that's when it started growing I had so many people coming in like even my job that I work now I'll have drivers pull up like hey oh my god i was just listening to your podcast like that's cool I love it yeah I love it one of my favorite drivers he was just telling me he was like oh my god I'm anticipating the episode of the men versus women like I'm so excited for you to like recap that episode because that was my second episode. In my like, 84 episodes, that was my second episode. No Men mm-hmm. versus
1: women. Yeah, I listened to that actually.
0: That and it's so funny because that's you, literally yeah. the episode when I felt it. Mm-hmm. And so like when I this is before I got my car, so I was getting in Ubers. I would tell people all my Uber drivers, like, Oh, yeah, I have a podcast, I have a podcast there. So they would listen to it when I get off the car and stuff. So it was like that's what made me do it. Starbucks, mm-hmm. that's why I say, like, you need a nine to five to even open up the, what do I want to say? To get yourself out of your own comfort zone. To actually see how you are and how you interact with other people. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like that definitely did it for me. Starbucks helped a lot. This is not a promo because I do not agree with their drinks. The pumps are dirty, you guys. The ice chest is dirty. The ice in the back where they come and get the ice to put in your drink is dirty. So just FYI, Starbucks is dirty. But if you do work there, you will learn a lot.
1: Wow, I am an avid Starbucks drinker. I am sick. Oh I'm sorry. The
0: ice is dirty. Well I don't drink hot drinks. It's the pumps are dirty. What syrups do you get? <laughs> I'm sick. What syrups do you get?
1: Damn, I get a chai tea latte.
0: Oh the chai tea pump is always dirty. If they don't just like reassemble it back together, like, you know, you screw everything off, you clean it through, you gotta put the let me tell you something, if your chai is strong, you guys it's dirty, the pump is dirty ah! Starbucks got sued for that and the family won a lot of money because the chai was old
1: you know what, Folgers instant coffee with the Tormelly, whatever, caramel syrup, you guys, this is your ad <laughs> let
0: me tell you something, and if not Get your bag of grounded coffee from Harrods. This is an ad. Yes. Mm. Get that Ethiopian drip, or if you want to be a little, you know, you want to be cute and stuff, go to Hilltop.
1: Think oh you very much. Good gosh. Hilltop
0: lavender latte. So oh, I just had a lavender cold brew with some tater tots and some broccoli. I mean, some barbecue cauliflower. Love it. From where? Harrods. Yeah. No. Hilltop. Mm-hmm. I we love it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Mars wants to be on our business episode. Um, yeah, so, so. I think we're gonna let him. Yeah, perks of having a six month old puppy. Um, he wants to be a part of everything. Yes, so we're gonna grab him, you guys. Slight intermission. Yeah. Just a sec while you guys are listening to us. Mm-hmm. You're also gonna hear Mars make his grand entrance. And he may not,
1: depending on how he's feeling. Cause you know, he's a Libra. <laughs>
0: right. Sound. Yeah, here's his owner struggling to open her cage. This is the sound of Summy Sums trying to open up the cage to let Mars out. He's actually excited. He was wagging his tail. So yeah. I think we have progress, you guys, because Mars is trying to really understand what I'm doing here. Because uh, uh, he hates everyone and everything. So. Right. So.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just not going to stare at him so then he can do his thing. But he's staring at me, which is funny. <sighs>
1: So that was the sound of Heavens phone saying storage same store, full. Um, so if you guys are looking for visuals for this, I don't know if you're going to get them
0: all. You will, because we have this one. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
1: But, um, you know, I was going to say, like, back to the business thing, like, yes. with Heavens yeah. World. Like, I know, like, for instance, my business imposes a lot of, of retail, even mm-hmm. though I'm on a bigger mission um, to just spread the awareness of community advocacy. With Heaven's World, like how would you say that kind of differs? Because like, I know for me, like my marketing is a lot different. I have to show you guys a product, like
0: so. And I can imagine like
1: trying to market your voice essentially. Yes. Like yes. How,
0: how I have that? to the way I market Heaven's World with when I talk to people is having conversations that are very deep. Like mm-hmm. I like to involve myself with the the deepest parts of people. Like I'm a memorable person. So that's why I knew podcasting was great for me because every time I speak to somebody, no matter what, I'm first off, sometimes God puts things on my mind to tell people anyway. So a lot of the times it could be me talking to you and it could just be spirit talking to you too, speaking through me to tell you something, because there's things where I could be not even thinking about and somebody could talk to me and then I'll think about it and then I'll say it and they'll be like, wow, I didn't know I needed to hear that. And I'm like, my head I'm like I don't even I didn't even know I had to say it like right so
1: said your forget to forgive episode I literally was going through the craziest thing that morning like that 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 morning was a morning yes let's talk about it and I literally was like just scrolling through your episodes and I was like huh and I clicked on it and when I tell you I knew that was something that I needed to hear and that like I had to repost my Instagram because I Yes.
0: I it's this. My podcast, before I knew the the mission for it, right? And, and my reasons behind it, I just started off with like trauma bonding, right? I started off with healing. I started off with meditation. And then I was like, you know what? I think I just need to sum this all up and say that this is a spirituality podcast because I the growth in myself from the start of my podcast to now is a lot. Like I used to really put my all into my podcast. Like I still do, but I mean, like the emotions were felt like right. my first 12 episodes where you could tell that there was like anger still settled in, settled around me, you know, and I had to get out of that. And then once I realized like I have an episode about trauma that um, I tell people find out the age you were when you first started internalizing trauma, when you realized that it was making you feel this way. Right. Because then you will know ultimately what age you're operating in as of now. So we have a lot of adults that are kids still like for instance, my mom, my mom is almost 60, but she's 15 for real. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I, when I realized I started internalizing trauma at 15. So it took me until 29, no 28, actually to realize that I was 15 still with the way I thought, with the way I acted, the way I dress, the way, like every, everything, that's, sorry, that's y'all I'm sorry. Mars, Mars did the most funniest way to get away from us right now when nobody was even reaching for him <laughs> <laughs> You saw you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Oh but yes, I think my podcast is fun. Um once I took away the thought of making money from my podcast and just podcasting, it's been a lot easier to collab with people and be better because I don't believe that the things you truly care about and truly love, money should come from that, because money is an energy.
1: Right, and you know what? I will say that even with my business, starting the first, like don't get me wrong, it is definitely ran on money, because in order to do the things that I want to do, yes, in the community, you community, yeah, it. like I have to sell things, right? But when I realized I made my most, like I was more profitable and reaching more of it. An- <laughs> Y'all, my dog just crawled under a couch to get away because some dates are set up. But anyway, what I will say is, like, I realized I was the most profitable and people were gravitating towards me when I just said, screw what I'm selling. Like, I hate to say it like that because, yes. like I said, I depend on this. Right. This is my hard right. money. I have no investors. This is all my capital being used. Um,
0: right.
1: But people were so receptive of hearing what I have to say because they could tell, like, nah, this is what this girl do. She's out there. Right. Like, I had to really like let people know, like I've worked in social social services for over five. well this, twenty fourteen, y'all? Since Ooh, twenty, I keep like, saying five you. years, but yeah. I'm like, reaching a decade almost. Oh my god, like, I love that for you. I've been doing this for a really long time, and it's really been a part of my life. Like no matter how hard I try to get away from this field, something is always calling back. Always. Oh, that's that heart. Yes, that reason.
0: That purpose. Yeah, no, right? it, it is
1: my purpose. So that's what I'm saying. Like the more, like you said, stop relying. Well, stop trying to sell something. things. Stop mm-hmm. thinking about the money behind mm-hmm. it and thinking about like,
0: getting rich. or Because money is an energy. And if you see what they're doing with money is paper, right? So you see, they're changing the currency to where everything is going to be. Basically, the government controls where you go mm-hmm. spend your money at. And then it's also going to be that social credit system that's ran in China. Oh my um, I'm sorry, podcast. Please don't shadow ban me, but we have to talk about it. Um, it's basically the simple thing of like, you've ever seen that Black Mirror episode? I haven't. The social credit one? Okay, you gotta see it. So like, there was a girl, they worked at the same job or whatever, and she got in the elevator and she's like, hey! And the girl's like, hey! And they like, are on their phones able to rate each other, right? And she, like, sees that the girl has these high ratings. People love her so much, so she's able to have everything, right? And the girl gives her, like, a low rating, and she starts losing things. Like, she loses her job. You get the lower your ratings, go, you lose your house, you lose your car. you lose... And that's what's going on. That's why they're trying. Like, everyone's excited to know that they're building a train that's going to take us to the bay in three hours. But I think people need to really focus on the fact that the more they try to make us futuristic, the more their control is going to be. Do you right. get what I'm saying? We They want to create pretty much controlled cities mm-hmm. where you only go outside when you can. You only can do what you can. And the reason why is because people have not really understood that you have free will. Yeah. You can do anything. You can go live off the grid if you wanted to. They're not going to come looking for you because you're not a threat to society. Right. But the second you try to... Uh, use your business, AKA, to, I want to say, wake people up, right? Mm-hmm. You are now a person of interest.
1: You know it, and I will say this even with Instagram. Instagram, um, when all the um, Black um, Lives Matter marches were going on, mm-hmm. I was working at a building. We will not disclose any names, but I was working at a building in Hollywood. And um, my clients knew my brand. They knew what it was. They knew what it stood for. But I covered a lot of the marches. I was talking about it, like I was speaking about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Instagram said, hmm, "Not this platform." Yeah, not here. Not here. So shut sure, up, man. I realized the more you care about what's going on, the more you try to wake people up. Like they said, the revolution will not be televised.
0: Let's okay. get into it. All right, King Kunta.
1: So the more you try to talk about what's going on and wake people up from being
0: sheep,le mm-hmm. the more You got to remember, because all skin folk and kin folk, okay? Look at Al Sharpton. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. We're not going to get into the coons, but we know what the coons look like because, you know, they will use our own to uh, project a coon, Mm -hmm. okay? So it's an unfortunate reality that we are in. However, this is why I tell people, if you have 30 minutes of sick time, use that 30 minutes for your eight-hour shift that you're about to miss. Hear me out. If you work for money, you -hmm. will always be in a constant rat race. You're never going to enjoy your money. You're going to always be paying bills. You're going to feel very, very, very much stuck to a system that that can be broken. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is where investing comes in. Right. This is why we have our businesses. This is where entrepreneurship comes in. This is why we found things to do outside of what we already do. You need one thing that's going to bring you money, you need another thing that you love doing and you'll do it for free, and then the third thing is finding peace and all of those together. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, when people say, "Oh, do you charge people to collab?" No, why? Because I podcast for the love of conversation. I don't podcast for $10, $15. I don't do that. Because if I put a price on it, then what I'm saying won't matter.
1: Hello. Oh, wow. And I feel like that's the one thing with Saturday Hood First. I found a way to put all those three things into a business. Mm-hmm. Like I really love what I do. Like I love being a humanitarian. I love helping people. And I'll talk about Saturday Hood First. Like working on like providing those fundamental resources for the hood is something that I strive to do. Like mm-hmm. ultimately, that is my end goal. I want to be able to open up a resource center. I'm in the pipeline of social workings. So. Holler at me if you need any resources, housing, whether it's job, vocational. I used to be an employment specialist. I can help you out with that resume. I used to work at a continuation school. I can help you figure out how to get that high school um, diploma no matter
0: how yes. old you are. Like, and
1: these are all services that I will be putting on my website. I get um, a remote job. But... Let me tell you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I only go out to work um, whenever I have appointments. Yes. But, uh, Yeah, like we said to the first, I definitely plan on adding my behavioral services as well to the website on a sliding scale. So basically be able to donate what you can and not having to pay such exorbitant fees.
0: Yes, we are both therapists, you guys. Yes. What you can get with summer is an all-around type of feeling. You can be clothed, you can be helped, you can be guided, you can be directed if you want to be, if you want to listen, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's another side effect of helping people is helping the right
1: ones. Right, helping the ones who are ready to be helped. Yes, and you've got
0: to be ready to help. That's, I mean, like the thing is, the reason why people don't get help a lot of the times, it's not because somebody doesn't want to help them, but it's because a lot of people don't know how to help themselves first. If you help yourself first, you will ultimately open up the energy um, Mm -hmm. space for people to, always want to help you, always mm-hmm. want to look out for you.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: it's that right there, if you can help yourself. And I don't mean uh, put everything on your back and do it yourself. I mean, when you show people that you are out here trying to make a difference for yourself, that mm-hmm. ultimately makes people want to help you. Right. You have to be ready
1: to receive. Feel mm-hmm. so like I'm over here preaching, but like you have to be ready. Like I know even with myself, it's so... Even though I'm a behavioral therapist and I work alongside clinicians, I personally have my mental therapy because I know I'm not ready. And I feel like that's something that you have to be able to understand, even, like, working, like, in my business. I had to learn that when I was doing, like, my house's neighbor's bags and stuff. Yes, these people clearly need the help, but mm-hmm. if they're not ready to receive it, they're not going to be received. They're not going to receive it.
0: So, yeah, like... You don't want to... Feel like, why the freak did I just help this person that didn't want my help?
1: Right, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier, like having to let go of that thing, like because you have to let go of the savior complex. Let that shit go. Save yourself. There's already a God. There's already a higher being. Save yourself so that people
0: know where and how to save you. But if you need safety because of financial reasons, you will always become a burden to somebody. People have to realize that you don't you can get a million dollars in cash and you can get a million dollars worth of advice that you can flip into two million, three million. I tell people when they ask me for money, is it the money that you need or is it advice? Mm -hmm. Because I can give you advice, that's free. But you may take this money, and this money can help you for right now, but that doesn't mean it's gonna help you later. So you have to always be open to learning. Like this is the thing about business, is that You have to be able to learn. People have to be able to teach you. You have to be able to be taught. If you go into a business thinking you know everything, then that business will be nothing.
1: I agree. Because that's even something that says in the first, like I am still growing. I always tell people when they see my rebranding, it's because I've learned something new that I want to add to my business to make my business better. Mm -hmm. And that's making it better for me, better for my consumers. Like, girl, i rebrand, girl. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the amount of times I rebranded And I don't even like to call it rebranding Because I'm still Save the hood first I'm still doing the same Always focusing on the community Nothing has changed But me learning What can make the experience better For the people who I'm serving Absolutely So Absolutely. Just taking all that into account And even like Being receptive to people Who are just in the business field Because I know like Even though I'm doing humanitarian work I think oh I'm just here To care about the people But nah You know when I rely on money Money is what makes this show on, And that's how
0: things evolve, because if you do it with the intent to heal, right? Mm-hmm. To make people aware, mm-hmm. the money will come. Money money can't come to you if you're chasing it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come to you when you least expect it because it's not expected. Mm-hmm. I tell people this when it comes, like I said, that 30 minute sick time to cover that eight hour shift, hear me out with that only because if you are consistently working, and I was a, I'm was, a rat race person too. I will get caught up in the tunnel vision of work, 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 right? And then when I get the money, I spend, 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 spend. So there's no investing happening because I'm not using the energy correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm working too much to where I feel like I don't get time to enjoy life. So that causes me to spend more. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But only to wrap up the podcast version, you guys, because we'll keep it here. Um, Thank you for tuning in to Summer and I's Business Talk. We will be back.